Hey, welcome to Eat, Pray, Vibe, a podcast about the photo community we all know and love. We're delivering a light, high-energy, behind-the-scenes look into the lives of some of your favorite creators. And just a quick banter disclaimer, please don't take this too seriously. We're just vibing over here. After an intro segment, we've aptly coined the banter reel. The pod is broken up into three sections. Eat, where we discuss how creators are putting bread on the table and going about their day-to-day lives. Pray. This is where we talk shop about dreams, life goals, projects, and maybe even photography. Who knows? Vibe. This is about what we're into lately, whether it be creative work, rigs, music, books, you name it. To get to know your hosts, that would be us. Here's a pair of carefully curated LinkedIn bios. Hey, I'm Brian, a Wisconsin transplant based in beautiful San Francisco who takes photos for a living. I'm a campfire connoisseur, Pacifico lover, proud Jeep dad, and most likely to forget my SD card at home. And I'm Zach, a creative also based in San Francisco that develops apps for a living. You'll find me shooting film any chance I get and spending weekends exploring the West Coast in my old Land Cruiser, also known as the Vibe Wagon. My friends call me uncle and I'm still not sure why. All right, now that we've briefed you on ourselves and this podcast, kick your shoes off, grab a beverage of choice, and join us aboard the SS Good Vibes. Sweet. Amazing. Honestly, that's the only thing that could have made that photo better if you had a specific can. Oh man. You have to recreate it now. Yeah. All right. We'll have to, we'll have to go back out tomorrow, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. We might, we can't force a vibe, you know? Like, <laughs> we might have to wait on it a little bit. <laughs> Amazing. Sophie, welcome to Eat, Pray, Vibe, the creative community's favorite podcast. <laughs> We're very glad to have you. I'm a big fan of your work, and I can speak for Zach that he is as well. Um, so we're very, very glad to bring you on today and learn a little bit more about you. So to start us off, who are you and like, where are you from? First of all, thank you guys for having me. This is super rad what you guys are doing. I love it. I am from the East Coast originally, born in Santa Fe and then grew up between Boston and Maine and then moved to LA about, what, four years ago. So that's me. Um, you were born in Santa Fe. Very cool. How long did you live there? Uh, only three years, but I've lived there and like worked there in the past. And my mom is now back in Santa Fe, so it's home base now. Uh, it's so cool. Uh, New Mexico is beautiful. It's so great. I love it there. Zach and I both spent a little bit of time in New Mexico for work stuff. Um, we made a like a commercial and photo series for a small town. I don't know if you've heard of it called Cuesta. Ah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so we, we actually didn't get to Santa Fe itself and I wish we would have had time to, Ah, we spent some time in Northern New Mexico, but just not as far South as Santa Fe, as Santa Fe, ironically. Hmm. You got to get back. It's pretty magic. Yeah, I know. So I've heard, um, yeah, just wish we had more time as always, as any travels go. Oh, of course. Well, I really want to go back to Taos too in the winter to Mm -hmm. snow and I don't know. I think seeing the desert with snow would be pretty amazing. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. It's it's spectacular. So in order of what was next, Sophie, where, where were you after that? After New Mexico, I was on the East Coast. So Boston for about 10 years, just outside. And then Maine for, oh, gosh, another 10 years about. Um, okay. 
Yeah. Nice. I'm also then, from the East Coast. No way. Where? Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Maryland. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And spent the formative years of my life there. And then I moved to California um, right after graduating college. And I've been in San Francisco about four years now. Nice. Um, yeah, what did you think of Boston? I loved it. I mean, I was basically a kid growing up when I was yeah. there. So it was a great place to grow up. Really easy to get outside, but also, you know, it's a oh, good vibe. It's a good place. Yeah. Good vibe. Good sports teams. Got the Red Sox. Did you pick up any sick, like Boston accents or anything? Ha, I wish. No. I'm not hearing anything. No, I don't know what accent I have. It's a weird one. I'm a mutt. <laughs> yeah, you've been all over the place. I, I can't, usually I can kind of tell where somebody is from just based on their accent, but with you, it's very challenging. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tough to pin down. Some of my friends say I've got a British accent when I ask questions, which cracks me up. I guess my voice goes up in a certain way when I say things and I get a lot of shit for it. It's pretty great. Oh, I, I can kind of hear it now, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very so slightly. I'll be listening carefully. Oh, God. <laughs> so in May, did you spend a lot of time like in the outdoors? I did. My parents are insanely outdoorsy. Um, all we did when growing up was like camping trips and canoe trips and climbing and traveling. And um, they both worked for Outward Bound for a long time. So. It's in my blood. Um, we go sailing all the time. Just a really active family, which is great. Um, but in typical child fashion, I rejected that most of my childhood. I mean, I loved it. And then when I got old enough, I was like, I'm going to move to New York City <laughs> and do that thing. What'd you do in New York? Um, so for the first probably over half of my life, I actually wanted to be a ballerina. Whoa, that's awesome. Which is, I know, kind of wild. Um, very different photographer. Yeah, very different. Um, I actually went to boarding school outside of Boston and studied ballet um, pretty intensely and then moved to New York City to be with the Joffrey Ballet trainees. And it was like my whole life. It was very intense. Um, and I ended up getting super injured oh, after shot. that first year basically pre-professional and started taking pictures. I was like, I'm going to be sitting at a class. I'm so bored. I don't want to watch other people. I'm going to take photos of them instead. Oh, so you photograph other ballerinas. Mm-hmm. Cool. Exactly. Okay. That's awesome. And that's how you got your start in photography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I almost see a little bit of how that inspiration may have crept into your, some of your, current work one one image in particular like from that bali series that you put together on the beach um hard to really like pinpoint which one exactly that would be but the motion you capture is um gorgeous and i i almost want to say a lot of it might have been a result of learning that way i don't know if i'm just claiming shit but i feel like that <laughs> might be part of what drives your work today i don't know Absolutely. Totally. I see movement in a really specific way. Um, and I always look for movement in my subjects when I'm photographing them. So um, yeah, totally. That's a big 
part of that. I love that image. Is it the splash of the water and she's kind of laughing? That's the one. Yeah. That was God, I love that photo so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's a fun one. Yeah, as a part of being on the podcast, Sophie, we just get to continually gas you up. So I hope I hope Oh God. Yeah, get used to it. Yep. Oh no. Oh God. We'll we'll pivot from gassing up, Sophie. We want to learn a little bit more about your dog. Um, <laughs> I don't know much about your dog. Very cute, but what is his or her name? And can you tell us a little bit more? Oh, he's the best. He's actually lying right next to me now. Uh, his name is Echo. He is a blue healer mix. So not really sure what he's mixed with because we rescued him. But um, yeah, my ex and I got him when, oh God, I think he was nine weeks old and his family was abusing him. So we scooped him up, got him out of there. And Where from? Uh, where was it? Like an hour north of LA. Okay. So this is, this is like, you, you got Echo when you've been living in LA. Yeah. We, we moved here together like what, four years ago now. Um, where are you at by the way in the city? I'm in Silver Lake. Nice. Ooh, nice. Very hip. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I've lived all over though. Very hip. (laughs) (laughs) Using my my limited LA knowledge. (laughs) It's like the Brooklyn of LA. I totally get it. So my Silver Lake experience was going to um, a coffee shop and then just sitting on the street and watching eight people in a row walk by with tucked in white t-shirts. Oh God! And I'm like, okay, I'm in LA. This is this is this is. Oh yeah, it's a thing. It's a look. Yeah, it is pretty funny though. Everyone dresses the same, but I love it. So whatever. I mean, if everyone looks good, then so be it. Um, I guess. Sidetracking. We were talking about Echo. Echo. I know. I love blue ears. I'm back. <laughs> uh, I've I've been kicking around the idea of adopting one. If I really, yeah, yeah. Um, tell me more. So quarantine stuck in. Mm. I'm like, well, it'd be if if I ever wanted to get a dog, now would be like the perfect time because to train it, you would need a bunch of time, you know, upfront, um, and I would never really have the, an opportunity like this again. Um, the only thing holding me back is that I can't bring my dog a dog to work. Uh, when I inevitably do that again and then so it would just have to be home all the time and then I'm like not sure about that uh, yeah yeah but I would really love to have a dog I mean now that I've lived with one for a few years that's like my own I don't think I could ever go back to not having a dog around it's just the best thing ever like just a constant companion so much love um, it totally changes everything definitely had you had a dog before? Oh yeah, I grew up with dogs. My my family always had dogs. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I've never uh, had a dog. Like my family was strictly a goldfish only. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This would be a huge thing for me. <laughs> I mean, you should do it. You're gonna learn so much. It's the best thing. Zach, yeah. I get to you as a dog dad. I'm just calling it. Oh, dude, I, I already see myself as a dog dad. I've like walked by the dog park enough times and been like, oh, I belong here. Like these are my people. Yes. Now you know. Uh, you need it. You need a dog. Yep. So moving on through the intro, Sophie, what were you like as a kid? And are you still that same person today? 
Oh, I love that question. Um, I was extremely optimistic as a kid. I was really upbeat and outgoing, and I love people. Like, if my parents ever lost track of me at a restaurant or something, they would find me on a stranger's, like, lap over at the other table. Just, like, (laughs) making all the friends. So you were a very curious one. Yeah, I, I got so fed up with all the bad news I was hearing every day that when I was, I think, 13, I started something called The Good Newspaper, and I had a typewriter, and I would write out all the really good things that were happening in the world and post them on the fridge every morning, and it usually consisted of, like, the goldfish didn't die last night, and, um, I don't know, the dog did a new trick, something stupid, nothing to do with the actual world, just the family and, like, my immediate world, but. That's amazing. I love it that. was fun. I feel like we need that now with everything going on. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. Those, um, those traits would translate very well to what we're doing today, living in a very <laughs> enclosed life. Um, yeah, I, I think everyone can l- use a little bit of what young Sophie was doing. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is doing that. It's a beat and fun and positive, you know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for reinforcing that. We're, yeah. Um, yeah. That was kind of why we started it. Yeah. I mean, it, it works. Yeah. Definitely. During quarantine, um, what have you been doing to, to stay busy? Oh, man. Quarantine's been a roller coaster. It's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, I live in a house in the hills in Silver Lake with a friend of mine, and we had another friend staying with us for a few weeks. So there was three of us and four dogs. Oh my God. It was amazing and chaotic. And we had dance parties every night and we would make these epic dinners and way too much wine. And it was, it felt like college, honestly, it was really (laughs) hilarious. Um, And then our other friend went back to her place and things kind of mellowed out a little bit. And we were like, okay, now what? What are we doing? What's going on? This is weird. And we started making pasta just for fun. And then we kind of created a pasta business. And we just sell it to friends. It's nothing crazy, but it keeps us occupied and sane somewhat. I absolutely love that. Um a friend of ours is kind of on like a similar vibe right now of brewing his own kombucha. Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll like skateboard up and then give him three or four bucks for a non-alcoholic or alcoholic version of kombucha and then skate down with my um, with my bottle of fresh booch. Wait, I want that. That sounds amazing. It's really good. It's like honestly better than the stuff you buy, of course. Oh, that's so rad. Yeah. I love that. What kind of pasta have you been making? Oh, man, every kind. Um, bucatini, uh, fusilli, and rigatoni, pappardelle. Uh, I mean, literally, you name it, we've probably tried to make it. Oh, I forget the one. My roommate tried to make this one kind yesterday. It's like a spiral but hollow on the inside. Um, and, hmm. yeah. Sounds uh, physically impossible. Organelli. <laughs> that wasn't angry. Whoa, cool. Have you, have you made that before? No, we have not done that one. Um, you should. It's yeah, yeah, totally. I, I had never really thought about pasta as like tasting different depending on the shape, but I, I've I've come to realize this in the past like week of just being fed amazing pasta. Um, 
yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Papa it's Era. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, so is it possible to ship said fresh pasta up to <laughs> San Francisco? I wish. We're working on figuring out how we can dry it fully and send it yeah. in the mail. Oh. Not, not yet, sadly. Well, when you can, your first two customers are right here. Amazing. Done. Love it. I can especially um, attest to that because Trader Joe's has been out of pasta for the past couple of visits. I've been- no. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is rough. So out of principle, but also out of love for your new passion and making pasta. I mean, yeah, you guys need some. Yeah. I'll just take a road trip. Come hang and make all the pasta we can eat with will probably be a lot of pasta. I can put it down. Oh, man. By or right. six six feet and chill in Big Sur and then send us back up for the hmm. care package. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's an idea. Six feet and chill. Are you going to coin that? Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> well, we'll see. Not impending. <laughs> the ongoing Rolodex of um, vernacular. <laughs> yeah, you should snatch that one up quick. Seriously, that could be a good T-shirt. Just saying. Yes, <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, we need if we need merch. That's that's it. That's on the E Trade Vibe like merch line. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Dude, I need a hat that says six feet and chill." <laughs> yeah, a beanie that doesn't cover our ears that says six feet and chill" aggressively on the front. Done. <laughs> Yes, neon. Please, neon. neon. Out, sold out day one. Sophie, we're, we're not joking about this merch. We're going to make it happen. Oh, <laughs> Good. You should. I'll sell it with my pasta. Done. Sophie, um, one last question before we jump into one of our favorite segments. And because you've listened, I feel like you might know. Um, what is your um, favorite like adult beverage? This could be beer, wine. Um, are you a um, tequila drinker? If you drink it all, what do you got? Mm-hmm. Definitely whiskey. Whiskey. Love it. Mm-hmm. Like, where's your favorite place to drink whiskey? Um, Scotland. Wow. That was quick. Explain. <laughs> no, I was shooting a lookbook in Scotland a few years ago, and it was really cool. There was just four of us doing it, and we were road tripping around the whole country. And in between shooting different looks, we would stop in at all of the different distilleries. So we tried a lot of whiskey, and I just became completely obsessed. And I mean, scotch. It's scotch. It's heaven. It's so good. That sounds incredible. I I would say as far as liquors go, whiskey is my favorite. Nice. If you can point me in the direction of this amazing Scottish distillery, if and when the world opens again for travel, um, I'd, love the, I'd love the rack if you're willing. Oh, 100%. I've got a few. Amazing. Um, oh, yeah. I, and this is sidetracking, obviously, but can you tell us a little bit about that job? Yeah, sure. Um, so a dear friend of mine who I know from my New York days decided to create a clothing line, and it was based um, in a bunch of different Scottish ideals and themes, and she really wanted to go shoot it in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said, uh absolutely that's not even a question and we took our chances on the model actually um she was an instagram find which she literally commented on one of my photos years and years ago and i was like who's this and i clicked on her and 
she's gorgeous. She's actually Irish, but she's got these insane freckles and one of the most stunning people I've ever seen in my life. And we were like, hey, we're random people. Do you want to come to Scotland and shoot this thing with us? And she said, uh, sure. And she is now one of my best friends. <laughs> now that now that you mentioned her name, I, I feel like I've seen you share some photos that you've created with her. And um, that's, that's funny that you, that's kind of the foundation of your friendship. Yeah, it's a cool beginning to it. So Sophie, um, we're moving on here to our personal favorite part of the podcast, 50-50. We're going to ask you Whoa. five questions. Um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, Wait, I'm nervous. Okay, here we go. Quick five, Jack, before we continue on. Um, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. First question, focaccia or baguettes? Baguette. Okay. Jeans or joggers? Jeans. Cabin or beach house? Cabin, 100%. Sweet or salty? Talking about snacks. Sweet, (laughs) sweet, 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 sweet. All the way. (laughs) Um, Last one. Boat or train for mode of transportation? Oh, boat for sure. All right. That was a a hard pass. Like that was, I think that was five out of five. Yeah? I think that's the first five out of five we've had. No way. I didn't realize it was a test. Oh man! <laughs> we jokingly we jokingly say if you don't get three out of five, you're booted off the pod. But well, you didn't say that. Oh my god! <laughs> but, but even if you got three out of five, we'd probably like if you got two out of five, we'd probably still say you passed. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, you can't be easy on me. Trade, trade see that trade secret. Any any answers are a pass. <laughs> 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 oh no you're giving away all the secrets that's not good sophie we're moving on here to the eat segment of the podcast where we get to learn a little bit more about your professional life um so can you just tell us to start are you so you're you're a full-time photographer yeah i am okay um and then anything else kind of on top of that that you do as freelance or is it strictly photography work that you do Um, Well, this has been kind of a crazy year with that. Um, I definitely did more than just freelance photography for a long time, Mm -hmm. I think, as we all do at the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to school in New York, went to Parsons and studied photo. And after I got out of Parsons, I started- This was ballerina days? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Putting together a timeline here. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I've kind of done some weird things. Yeah, you you've lived a you've lived a very interesting and diverse life as far as like interests and um, other things go. So it's cool to hear a little bit more about that. But carry on with what you were saying. Um, so after college, I helped my friend start a photo studio in Brooklyn, and he owned it, and I ran it. I was the studio manager for almost two years, and that was really cool. Um, And during that time, I really wanted to be a fashion photographer. It was like everything I wanted. And we were bringing in some huge clients to the studio and, you know, all the big magazines and some really huge campaigns. And I thought that was a really cool way to get into that world. But, you know, being a studio manager is not the same as actually shooting anything. So when I moved to L.A., I thought I would work in a studio again. 
um, I ended up assisting this photographer, Francesco Carazzini, for a really long time, uh, almost four years. And that was a crazy experience. I learned so much. Um, it was basically myself and his studio manager. We're, we were running his whole life. And we were on set with him doing all these crazy shoots. And we were, you know, renovating his house and <laughs> the, the whole gamut. It was a crazy job. But after about almost four years of that, I was like, okay, this is not getting me anywhere really for my own work. Mm-hmm. And about a year ago, I quit working with him and started full-time freelance. Um, but as things go in the beginning, it was not super easy. And I started working in production, doing some coordinating and helping some friends wrap some projects. And uh, I worked on the documentary for a while. So, you know, kind of everything I could get my hands on, I, I dove into. Going back a little bit, how was your experience at Parsons? I think um, everyone we've talked to on this podcast up to this point has just fallen into photography kind of as a fun hobby and let it grow uh, organically like that. But you're coming from from a different kind of perspective of actually getting a degree in it. And I was um, wondering if I could get a little more info about um, Parsons and like, uh, what did you do there? Yeah, totally. hundred percent. When I was at Parsons, I really thought I was going to be a dance photographer, like period, the end, goodbye. Nothing else interested me. I only wanted to shoot dancers, Uh which was so funny looking back on that now. Um, But the cool thing about Parsons at that time, anyway, was that your freshman year, you were only allowed to go in the darkroom. You can't touch digital. Whoa. So I learned both black and white and color and was going through a breakup or like a really, really bad first heartbreak at the time. And I just shut myself in the darkroom and loved it. Just completely fell in love with everything, with the chemicals, with like the whole process, with just zoning out for hours and creating this artwork. It was really, really fun. Um, and Parsons was great. I, I really loved my experience there. I think the true gem of it, though, is that you're in the thick of New York City. And you can go assist photographers. You can go to museums. You can just be immersed in all this culture and diversity. And it's that's really where I learned everything was in the city. Yeah, New York City especially just has like a this energy that every time I go there, um, I like feel like, wow, like I would love to just go here and work in a studio and just like, you know, just channel all energy into um, creativity. It just feels like a great place to do that. Yeah, it's a great place. It's also super overwhelming. <laughs> By the time I left, I was so ready to leave. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I hated New York the first time I went just because like I couldn't get my bearings and then on like subsequent trips I like begun to like it like more and more and now I love it. Um my my appreciation for New York was a slow growth as well. Um I went very frequently for like two ish years. I was in a long distance relationship um with a girl in New York City and oh, wow. um yeah, it's like it, it took me a while to warm up to it because I I just lived my whole life in wide open spaces. I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. 
I had this idea that I wanted to live on the West Coast and I do now for those reasons. And going to New York was was interesting for me because I kind of went into it with like the vision of, oh, I'm not going to really like it here as like, you know, a place to live or split time and all that stuff. And then um, just a few visits in, it just starts to grow on you. Um, the energy was just like the standout for me. It's pretty crazy how you can just like you can thrive on that if you let it get to you. If you like really let it course through your body, you can just go. Did you ever have like a like a street photography part of your photographic journey? Like anyone at the beginning of their career, I had like the typical dancers in the street, like under the spotlight of the, you know, just <laughs> it, they're, not, they're not very good. <laughs> we'll just go with that. Um yeah, I definitely tried to use what was around me, and that's the street. So it's, you know, it's what I had. But I think growing up in nature, like I did, um, I always wanted big spaces and I always looked for interesting design or something that was more than just a street. Like the street photography that I was seeing kind of bugged me at least my peers mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the work that people were doing in classes and stuff so um I was more in the studio like with lighting and all of that yeah that's super cool I yeah. wish I knew something about lighting we've talked about this a lot where we haven't had experience working like indoors very much or I guess even in a studio for that matter it, mm -hmm. it's like a whole foreign land of photography for for us I, I guess i can speak for both of us but yeah um we we were really interested in hearing a little bit more about that from you and your experience there did you were you kind of taken under the wing of somebody else and you learned that way or did, was it a lot more experimentation you know it was both i definitely had studio lighting classes at parsons um which taught me a lot but i interned with this woman lois greenfield and she basically pioneered dance photography in the studio. So she was the first person to take a dancer off the stage and say, I'm going to shoot you yeah. against a white backdrop, um, like back in the 80s. And so I had always loved her work. I had her calendars like ripped apart and put on my walls as a kid. I was so obsessed with her. And she took me under her wing. She taught me what she knew. And I learned a lot about lighting from her. Um, and experimenting with my own stuff was a lot of it. Um, and then running, running that photo studio really helped like nail in everything that I th thought I knew already because these huge crews would come in and they would want like all this different lighting and I'd have to know what <laughs> every single thing was. And if I didn't know, I wasn't about to look like an mm -hmm. idiot. So I had to figure it out quickly. Um, and not that I was actually using it or on set necessarily, but it helped me learn a lot about lighting. Do you use studio lighting like to this day uh, a decent bit or is now most of your photos like taken with natural light outside? I prefer natural light. I just think mm -hmm. it's much more beautiful and dynamic. Um, I have lights. I use them if I have to. I really yeah. don't like to. Um, it just doesn't feel so, like me. It's not really my work. Um, but yeah, I will if I have to. Going back to, you said you learned both film or in film, uh, color and black and white in the darkroom. Did you also learn how to develop 
Oh yeah, we did everything. I mean, in the color darkroom, you can't print because the chemicals are so nasty. So you basically expose the paper on the enlarger and then you stick it into a machine mm. and it pops out the other end. Um, and the color darkroom is pitch black, like no red light or anything. So we used to completely screw with each other. It was so much fun. Just scare the shit out of each other all the time. Just like hide in the corner. Someone would go in and then you just scare them. Oh, yeah. You like creep up very slowly behind them so you can't really hear your footsteps. And then you go, hello, in their ear. They freak out. It's great. It's so fun. <laughs> that sounds terrifying, especially when you're so concentrated on something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why we did it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's why it was so fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you still develop your own uh, film to this day? Oh, I wish. No, I don't have all the chemicals I need, sadly. No. Or the, a dark room. A dark room. Or, yeah. yeah, a dark room big enough to scare people, really. Yeah, exactly. How's work been for you lately with this? Um, I mean, it completely stopped, of course. And yeah. that was super scary and weird. And um, I was just kind of like, well, it's going to be what it is. And I was doing all this writing and coming up with different project ideas. And I realized that all of the ideas I had um, had a lot of travel involved. And I was like, well, that's not going to yeah. work. I can't do that because who knows when we're out of here. And then I had this idea pop up out of nowhere. Um, a friend of mine basically asked me a really good question. I mean, a very simple question a few weeks ago, but he was like, look, uh, what are you working on personally? Like, what's what are some projects that are super important to you right now? And I was like, uh, wow, I am not doing anything personal. Like, that's really sad. So I was thinking about the time we're in and how we're never going to be able to go back to the old world, right? And we have no idea what this new world is going to be like. I mean, it'll definitely be different so we're stuck in this flux this in-between this like limbo and everybody I've talked to during this time has been like I feel crazy some days I feel so mellow and zen some days like I've never done this much reading in my life I've never yelled at my husband so much in my life I've, you know everyone is experiencing just the most extreme you know times and I really wanted to capture that because it, this will never happen again. Like even if we go back yeah. into quarantine, it'll never be like this because we'll have an idea of it, you know? Right. So I've started this whole project called Influx and um, I set up a huge backdrop on my front porch and got super lucky with the lights. Gorgeous in the evening. And I have been reaching out to a bunch of people to come, like, of course, keep safe distance of six feet. I wear a mask. Um, but I just shoot people and I take these portraits of them. And the only, I guess, the only thing I really want from them is to be truly themselves. So I don't want, like, beautiful clothing. I don't want hair and makeup. I don't want any of that. I just was like, look. You be you, come however you want to be dressed, bring your kid, bring your husband, bring your dog, just bring yourself, be naked, I don't care. And it's been so fun so far. It's like... Yeah, it sounds, that sounds super personal and real. Um, how many, I guess, like, how many subjects have you had um, now, like, come through and get photographed? 
I only started a few days ago, so I think today was like my fifth person. But oh, wow. so you're you're churning now. That's I mean that's like yeah. Yeah, you're doing one a day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, one a day for sure. I mean, I only have an hour of light. That's the window, so I can't really shoot more than one person. But what's super interesting is I'm only letting myself shoot three rolls of film, and it's medium format. It's 120, so. 30 pictures. Yeah, basically. And per session? Per session, yeah. Um, all black and white, and it's very hard. So, like, walk us through it. What, what makes it so challenging? Well, I want to just shoot and shoot and shoot because a lot of the people I've started with are my dear friends and, right. you know, I'm super excited about where this could go and what's going on. So I'm like just kind of burning through film, which is never good, no. <laughs> um, but it's been a cool way to like force myself to really look at the image in the moment and be like, is this something that I think encompasses the project and them as a human right now? And could we do something else that's a little more dynamic or um it's a challenge though i love people so much and i love getting close to them and touching them and yeah. being oh it's hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe talk us through how you are coaching your subjects into being their most candid selves yeah mm -hmm. it's Especially when you're wearing a mask and like they can't see a lot of your facial expressions and if you're smiling or not, you know? Yeah. Um, I try to smile with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, it's hard. It's really tough because I feel a barrier. Um, and I don't speak very loudly in general. So I have to speak up, which I'm not very comfortable doing a lot of the time. And that's hard. But um, I think a lot of it comes down to me just kind of acting like an idiot. Like I will say, okay, move your arm a little bit this way. And I can't like physically go over there and help guide them. So I have to do it myself and like show them what I want to do. And then I look very silly doing it and it makes them laugh and then it calms them down. And a lot of laughter, laughter and music, really good music helps people kind of get into the mood and um, I think also because it's not high stakes and it's in my front yard and it's just a portrait of them that people kind of relax. Yeah. You're just, you're kicking it at the crib. Yeah. Like, it's, it, there's not a whole lot of pressure. There. Yeah, exactly. I have a really funny side story that I feel like I was just reminded of that you guys are going to get a kick out of. Um, a few years ago, I was in New York on a shoot with my boss at the time we were shooting a big campaign for some fashion like some italian suit company and i was shooting all the behind the scenes stuff and the talent was robert de niro so oh. they asked me super last minute if i would shoot the fitting the day before and i was like uh you mean i, I get to shoot de niro like just me and him and they were like, yeah, yeah, of course. And I was like, okay. I mean, I had never shot a celebrity like that before and was super nervous. I mean, it was just a fitting too. It wasn't like artistic or interesting. It was really, really cut and dry. But he walked in and he clearly did not want to be there. Like really, really did not want to be there. And he's just the sweetest old man. And I was like, okay, I have to make him laugh. Like, he's so uncomfortable right now. He really hates this, and I'm about to take his photo. And I was 
literally racking my brain on what I could do. And I tripped and I fell on my face right in front of him. And he just cracked up. He started laughing so hard and that broke the ice. And after that, we were like buds for like 20 minutes. Wow. Nice. Trade, trade secret. Trip, eat shit, take great photographs. Yeah, exactly. Look like an idiot and they will love you and then you're fine. The story of how Sophie fell for Robert De Niro. <laughs> congrats on the joke, Zach. And congrats, Sophie, on overcoming. <laughs> <laughs> what was a very challenging situation. We did it together. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, because I am fashion uh, ignorant, what is a, a fitting shooting? <laughs> fitting, um, basically, they want the models or the talent to like look perfect in the clothes for the shoot. So the day before the shoot, they basically make them try on all the clothes, and if they need to be hemmed, they hem them. Okay, yeah, Very I could see why that would be not fun. No, usually they have a stand into it, but they needed it to be perfect, like fit to him because it's a suit. So. Uh, got it. I'm glad that, I'm glad you asked that because I was like, oh yeah, fit shoot for sure. I've done one of those. Uh, no. <laughs> De Niro in a fit shoot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So Sophie, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you spend uh, a part of last summer up in Montana with Alex Stroll? I did. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, are you? Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. Um, It was life-changing. And I'm not just saying that to say it. Like, it really was – basically, I had just quit working for that photographer, and I was in kind of a rut figuring out what to do. The summers in L.A. are very slow work-wise, and Mm -hmm. I didn't really time it well, and I wasn't getting all to work. And I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. I got to do something to spark this creative energy that is no longer in my life. And – Literally saw an email from Alex Stroll's, like, you know, he does those great um, newsletters. And it was like, oh, I'm doing a workshop in Montana. Apply. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. This will be fun. I'm going to see if he'll even see my work. That's a plus. But didn't think in a million years I'd actually get selected or get to go. Um, So I applied on my phone in five seconds. And a few weeks later, heard back that I was picked. and freaked out um and then went and it was really cool he's a great human cool dude what did you get up to up there um we it was it was a wild schedule we would be in the classroom for a few hours in the morning learning about you know his process and his flow and how he edits and the business side of photography which is huge And then we would quickly devour lunch, pile into a huge van, and drive hours into Glacier National Park. And we wouldn't even hit the trailhead until like 6 p.m., like super late. I mean, because summer's in Montana, you know, the light is forever. 10, 11 at night. Yeah. Exactly. So we would do these insane hikes and like... 12 mile hikes every single day we get up to the peak at sunset and turn around and go right back down and he would give us different um like assignments and projects we had to work on and with partners and you know the whole thing it was 
very intense and really, I mean, I haven't pushed myself that hard physically and creatively and emotionally in a long time. So it was that sounds awesome. How many people yeah. were there with you, I guess, in your position? Um, I think there was 10 of us, nine or okay. 10 of us. Yeah. And this was like hubbed in Whitefish. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We worked out of his yeah. studio there. Yeah. How, how long was this trip? I think it was like five days total. I do wish it had been a little longer. I think we were a bit rushed learning about the business side of things. Um, and I wish okay. we'd gone on a few more hikes, but that's yeah. just me. That's awesome. So I, I guess I was under the impression you were out there for longer. Nope. I did a ton of traveling this past fall. Um, it was pretty cool. I finally figured out the perfect balance between work and life, which I feel like was rare. And then of course didn't last because of COVID, but it was like one weekend I would be traveling for work and then another weekend I'd be going somewhere for fun, whether it was like Joshua Tree or, um, you know, Washington or even just a friend's house in LA for the weekend. Um, I was constantly traveling and it was amazing. So it was like Monday through Thursday at your pad and then every weekend like on the road somewhere doing something. Yeah. And at that point I was working in production a lot. So I would go on these like Victoria's Secret campaigns and, you know, all sorts of big shoots, just helping out produce them. And those were during the week, weirdly enough. And then, you know, luckily they paid rent. I wasn't really shooting so much. Like I wasn't supporting myself shooting at that point as much as I wanted to be. But Mm -hmm. with producing too, that really helped out. So Yeah, producing is like a byproduct of um probably what you're mostly doing now is like you're now now that you have that kind of under your belt you're probably you have a producer's mindset going into a lot of these um like very carefully thought out photo shoots that you put together oh yeah definitely it helps tremendously yeah that's that's one thing i definitely want to get better at is pre-production and um all that good stuff so it'd be be cool to learn more more about that yeah, it's a good skill to have. It's grueling. You know, I don't want to be a producer by any means. It's not for me, but it's important to know, I think, for what we do. Yeah, I got a, I got a fun taste of it um, for that New Mexico project we were telling you about. And, oh, my God, it was just – it's overwhelming how much there is to do yeah. um, prior to even, you know, thinking about pulling out a camera. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah. I, Remember you texted me and being like, I think your question was, what is the difference between a producer and a director? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. He's in for it. (laughs) Yep. I've only been like full time with photo for a little under a year. So it really hasn't been that long. Get out. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. The transition piece to me kind of justifying leaving a nine to five role was this past year i think it was like in june of 2019 um i originally was just planning on directing and photographing this video slash photo shoot for like a tourism board in northern new mexico but then the producer who was going to produce it was found out he was having twins basically i was tasked with producing and directing this piece so 
all while having a full-time job. And like Zach said, I was like, I don't even, I literally don't even know what the assigned duties are between these two. Like I, I just haven't had the industry experience, um, not being, not being in this world for a long time professionally. So like, it was just an overwhelming amount of work, um, like snagging national forest permits, organizing like sets with people who don't even use their emails. Um, it, it was just like an enormous undertaking that I was definitely not prepared for, but that's kind of my motto. It's like, I know I'm not prepared for this, but I'm going to figure it out somehow. I'm, I'm like, that's, that's kind of my vibe. Yeah. I mean, that's how you get shit done. Yeah. So I, I just say yes to things and then I like am massively underprepared and then I somehow make it through at the end of the day. So that's, that's kind of, and I'd like to move away from that, but that's kind of what I've been on (laughs) over like the past year in my professional life as a creative, but um, always looking better. That's one way to learn though. Like you really just do it until you know it and you screw up and that's how you learn, you know? Very humbling um, to go about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a hard way. Yeah, it's, it's certainly it's certainly the hard way, but it's the it's the express way too. So now, now I kind of have that badge of honor of like doing that project and it was supposed to get me some more interesting jobs this spring slash summer but um this pandemic had other had other ideas yeah man that's pretty crazy hitting everyone huh yeah yeah brought a lot of stuff to a halt but i think as we talked about before there's a lot to be grateful for and a lot of other fun things we can be doing during this time so yeah just grateful in a beautiful city with my friends and um making making bread off the government for now yeah right um sophie what would you say before all this pandemic stuff happened um what would you say your favorite photo job is that you've you've done hmm was it the one no i mean that was fun my favorite one um let's see i have a friend who actually went to boarding school with who is the most beautiful dancer I've ever seen in my life. Her name's Emily Larice. She is a monster. She's like, oh, I just love her. Um, She moves in a way I have a hard time describing. It's very organic. And um, anyway, I've wanted to shoot her in the desert for a very long time. And I got together a crew of people. She was in town visiting. So I had a stylist. I had hair and makeup. I had a few of my friends as like assistants in a way. And we went out to the Alabama Hills and she had just shaved her head. So she had this super androgynous, gorgeous look to her. And we just went out and, you know, you guys obviously know those rocks really well, but the way that (laughs) we know those rocks. (laughs) (laughs) You've been there, you've done that, but it was cool. Just this like weird kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. I think it was more the experience, actually. The photos were cool, but um, just being out in the desert with your best friends and doing something that was so completely, like, everyone's unique personality coming together to create one thing. Um, And then we all went camping afterwards and, like, drank a bunch of whiskey and had bonfire. You know, it was just heaven and then the photos ended up being run in cake magazine which was pretty cool so whoa congrats 
things. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a cool, like if I could just do that, work with my friends, shoot beautiful things that everybody is pitching in their vision and what they want it to be like and have it be, you know, run in something afterwards. That's, that's the goal. Yeah, no kidding. And also another aspect of that is it kind of brought together your two, not all different worlds, but, um, you know, like your, your prior, um, time kind of just being in like the, the dance scene, um, on the East coast. And then now having grown a fonder appreciation for natural light and just being out in nature. Yeah. Um, kind of seeing those worlds collide in a beautiful way sounds very fulfilling. Yeah, it's cool. You know, I have to say what you just touched on has been the biggest struggle of my whole career um, is I have these two sides of myself, the ballerina, the city girl, and then like granola nature girl who I just want to like <laughs> be camping and, you know, do road trips and be out like, you know, you get it. And I've been both to the extreme. The hard thing is finding the middle and like who I really am and what I want to say with my work. Like, where does that lie in between the two versions of myself? Yeah, that's that's hard to fuse, right? Because they're so just on the surface, very different things. And um, you can edit them in the same way and all that stuff, but it's still very challenging to bring them together, like you said. So I'll, I'll be very interested to see how you go about doing that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I also want to tell stories that help the environment and like people. And, you know, I got so fed up with fashion and how it really didn't feel like it was doing anything for anyone. And, yeah. you know, I am so incredibly passionate about the environment and like what we're doing to it and how we can change that. And I haven't really done much with that in my work, which is weird and kind of sad. And, you know, that's a direction I really want to go in in the future anyway. But. Totally. I absolutely love that. Um, one piece that comes to mind that was um, a bigger environmental project was a, a um, publication or I guess like a, a book I purchased a couple of years back um, in New York. Um, Zach, you, you know, this book. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's called smoke jumpers. Huh. Um, and it's, uh, it was put together and photographed by a guy named Cole Barash. Um, I think he's based in New York, but the national forest, right. I, I don't know like what the, the government organization is that commissioned it. I think it was just the national forestry or something like that. Um, hired Cole to, go I, I don't know if it was volunteer or if it, he was actually like paid to do this and create this um, piece of work but he captured all of the crazy wildfires that were happening two summers ago in the northwest i think he covered washington state oregon and northern california and just created some jaw-dropping images of just being literally in the thick of wildfires alongside the actual firefighters themselves. Wow. That sounds amazing. Um, and this book is fucking incredible. And I look at it periodically and just get mad inspired. And wow. yeah, it's, it's cool that you mentioned that something you were interested in doing because um, 
it's something I take a peek at every once in a while. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I want to do this shit. This looks yeah. amazing. I think now more than ever is like the time to really push it forward. Like tell stories of the ice caps melting or, yeah, you know, the fires burning yeah. or earthquakes or, you know, any number of things that are happening on a daily basis now. And, you know, why not use our platform to educate people and tell these stories? It's huge. Yeah. I think there's almost even like a level of responsibility. If you give this much of a shit about the environment, why not use your voice and, you know, reach to inspire others to do better? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Sophie, on a lighter note, (laughs) we are closing up the eat portion of our podcast and we already kind of tapped into a lot of prey, um, especially with kind of what you're working on these days. But before we move on, we really are passionate about email sign-offs over here, and we want to know what your favorite <laughs> is. Oh, man. Um, oh, that's a good question. Usually, I stick with best, but I'm a little bored with it. Okay. Mm. You know? Okay. Kind of shake it up a little bit. Yeah. It feels too corporate. It doesn't feel, like, super friendly. It just feels like, okay, best, Sophie. Um Oh, what do I say? All my best. That's what I'm into right now. All my my best. best. Mm -hmm. It's very sincere. Yeah, it's friendly, but it's not too, not too friendly. I don't know. It's not cheers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's friendly, but it's not too, not too friendly. I don't know. It's not cheers. Yeah. Do you have any personal goals that you're, you're stoked on for this year? I mean, don't necessarily have to be related to photography or work or but uh yeah do you do you have anything in mind yeah I really was getting excited to push myself um more physically in terms of like hiking and getting out more even though I I was but like I don't know the Alex Stroll workshop really kicked my ass in the best way and it felt so good after five days of like intense hiking to you know, to feel that in shape and that I could really do that. And I wanted to get back into that. And I mean, who knows now, but that is a goal of mine is to just be out being more physical and climbing. So actually my parents were rock climbers, like super intense. They taught at Outward Bound. um, And I grew up rock climbing and I only recently got back into it. Maybe six months ago with a friend of mine um only bouldering so far but Mm -hmm. i really want to keep going with it it just feels so good so yeah climbing is an amazing like workout and also like social um activity yeah climbing one of my favorite activities um (laughs) activities (laughs) activities (laughs) (laughs) i guess like recent passions of mine just Due to, due to the nature of how it kind of kills three birds with one stone, like the social aspect, the physical aspect, and then the fact that like it's getting you outside as well if you if you also kind of climb outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's such a versatile thing to like fulfill a lot of different areas of your life, and it's just such a fun sport. It's got a mental aspect too that I, I really love. Exactly. Yeah. Just like seeing a problem and not knowing how to solve it and then like working your way through it is, it's like very rewarding. Dare we say four birds? Four birds. (laughs) I think you can. I think you can say four birds. 
<laughs> now, I'm stoked, Sophie, that you're excited about climbing. It's just such a such an awesome thing that's been a part of my life. Not for very long. It's probably only been about two or three years now. That's awesome. It's just the best. Yeah, back back before we were stuck inside, um, we had a pretty good habit of um, about two times a week going to the climbing gym before work at around like 6 a.m. And uh, the gym that we go to, it has a great view of uh, downtown San Francisco from like the big window. Nice. You see the sunrise like over the city, like as you're as you're climbing. Um, yeah, it's what? Yeah, it's so crazy cool. It's pretty effed up, like location wise, how amazing it is. Yeah, it's it's That's like, insane. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's right next to the Golden Gate too. Um, <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, Fine. Way. I get Fine. it. I get it. Jeez, <laughs> I'll just go to my gym downtown LA where everything's you know sketchy and no, I'm kidding. It's a great gym. Um, I'm everyone wears tucked in white shirt. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sophie didn't come up with podcast to get flexed on Zach. <laughs> This is the part where we gas up ourselves, bro. <laughs> yeah. We get one gas up for that. It's uh, fine. I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> Sophie, I was curious to know if you, in the latter years of your life, do you see yourself settling down in a smaller town or um, like a bigger, like metropolitan area or city? Huh. Good question. That has changed a lot in the last few years. Um, I originally thought I was never leaving New York. That lasted seven years. Um, And then I thought I was never going to leave LA. And then I was like, no, I'm going to go live in the middle of Alaska. And then, I mean, ideally, I'd love to have a house in Maine for the summertime because it's actual heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard that many a time and I've yet to visit. So that's... What? That's just another person that has convinced me that Maine should be on my travel list once this is all over. Uh, yeah, it's on mine too. Yeah, you guys, you have to go. It's There's something just super different, and I, I can't even explain it. It's the people, it's the air, it's the light. It's Maine is magic. It's so incredible. So small cabin in Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you the rest of the year? Uh, probably based in LA, but traveling quite a bit for work and life. It sounds like a pretty good life to me. Yeah. Or Portland. I haven't spent a ton of time there, but I really like it when I'm there. So, or Seattle. I don't know. I don't think I could take the rain. Mm. I definitely vibe with the sunshine. Like when it's really sunny and nice out, I just feel more creative. Um, but yeah, I, I've, every time I've been up to the, the P and W I've, I've loved it. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know if I can handle the rain, but (laughs) Um, I I think there's just been a lot of things changing in my life in the last year. And I was very set on a certain future for a long time. Like I, mm -hmm. um, thought I knew everything and then all of a sudden I don't know anything at all. So that that question is a oh my god that was my that was my yeah. year as well really yeah. likewise mine mine as well god. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the uncertainty party yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're forming a new about. political group <laughs> <laughs> 
So Sophie, through the process of becoming a photographer, um, starting from uh, shooting dance into fashion and now into uh, the stuff that you're working on now, where do you see your photos evolving like in the future? I guess like who do you aspire to be creatively? I want to tell stories with the work that I create that are beautiful and dynamic, but also do, you know, do good things for the world, for the environment or for, you know, supporting a brand that does good things or, you know, tells a story of a person who's super inspiring or, you know, life-changing, whatever. You know, I'd love to shoot for companies like Levi's or um, like Carhartt, but also Patagonia or smaller brands too. You know, it's, I I just want to create stories that move people. Short, short and sweet. Boom. That's a soundbite right there. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm behind that. I love that. Yeah. I think, I think since I've started photography, doing commissioned work for Patagonia has always kind of been like the, the gold star, like in my book. Um, because of like what an incredible like company it is and how much they care about the environment and people and um you know not just selling things but selling good things that will last Um, yeah also because i went through a huge patagonia phase and only wore their jackets for like a couple years (laughs) uh they they published this uh really really cool short film recently um about when yvonne chenard and the other founders went on their uh their expedition from like California all the way down to Patagonia. Have you seen it? It's on my list. I've been meaning to see it. I need to. It's, it's so cool. You should watch it uh, later tonight. If you're going to stay up late. Um, cool. It's like shot on a 16 millimeter camera. Um, and you know, like I'm pretty sure it didn't have like, they had to like add sound in afterwards and stuff like that. And what? it's just crazy to see, like to think about the fact that these people brought this camera with this huge camera with them or whatever all the way across the Americas and like film themselves like climbing um like this insane mountain that I don't know if it ever been done before um and like setting up good shots and all this stuff and like doing it before there was like any kind of like scouting photos or all this stuff it's it's like a super uh inspirational piece that sounds incredible yeah it's really cool yeah, the way, they, got- the way they set up sh- some of those shots, like as a photographer, I was looking at them and I was like, how the fuck did they even do this? Yeah. While, while exerting so much physically. Not just that. It has like a very awesome like nostalgia to it. Right. Like I could, it makes me feel like I could hop in a van with uh, a couple friends and, and try to do something similar, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. why not? That's that's one thing in particular I think Patagonia does really well is they they don't sell you on their product. They sell you on a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what's pushed my creative strategy. I like that. Yeah, it's, it, it's great. It's a way of life, yeah. you know. It's a lifestyle. Lifestyle photography explained. Lifestyle photography went to one. I love that. Sophie, I think I think you actually just uh, coined some more merch for us with. uh, Oh no! Cut the fucking check. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, hello. Two lines on a t-shirt. First line, eat, pray, vibe. Second line, why not? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, love it. That's how we make our millions. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, you better cut me into that one. Yeah, 100%. We got you. Um, on the on the wonderful subject of vibe, <laughs> uh, we're entering a yeah, segment, yeah. hot segment. <laughs> Uh, we want to talk a little bit about what you're interested in lately. Um, and one of, one of them being like, have you seen, I, I know I'm, I've asked you about physical pieces of work, but have you seen any of them that you've been impressed by lately? Like books or zines, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's actually two that are super poignant in my life right now. Um, one of them is Robert Adams book. Um, it's called Summer Nights Walking. Do you guys know it? Ooh, no. Oh, it's beautiful. It's all black and white. And it basically, it's just Robert Adams walking around at night taking photos of people's yards and like the way their porch light hits a chair or just the stillness of suburbia. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not anything like my work at all, but it it's so – okay, let me back up. I've been walking my dog around Silver Lake a lot at night because it's dead quiet and he loves going on these long walks and there's something so weird about being out on the empty streets in the middle of LA at like 10 p.m. or even midnight and you see everybody inside their homes. Everyone's home and the lights are on and things are happening, but no one's outside. And it's just strange. And I've like wanted to photograph it. So this book, you know, it was published forever ago. It's not new or anything, but it's it's really a beautiful reflection on suburbia. I don't know. It's kind of- I yeah, I I have an appreciation for kind of that style of work as well. Um have you heard of Todd Heido or Hido? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Yeah, I actually used to work with him a little bit here and there in the summertime. He, um, yeah, I've, he's great. Awesome. First off, um, yeah. Secondly, his he, he kind of does a similar nightscape suburbia type beat, very similar to what you described with the other artist um, that inspires me a lot. And it doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna go out and shoot it. Um, I think I've tried here in San Francisco and it's, it just kind of isn't the same feel just because it's not suburbia, but Hmm, um, I like, I like kind of what you said about, you know, taking interest in other creatives work that isn't necessarily what you aspire to create, but it's still, um, yeah, it's still an awesome means to get inspired. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other one that is like blowing my mind lately. Do you guys know Jack Davidson? Davison, sorry. Uh, swing and a miss. Good uh, him right now. First of all, he's young. He's our age, which blows my mind because his work looks like he's lived a thousand lives. I haven't in a very long time s- seen somebody create work that I haven't ever seen before consistently like every photo he publishes or puts out in a magazine or on his instagram i'm constantly like what how did you do that i've never seen that before it is so beautiful and simple and every single time it just it blows my mind and he's he's 
really great. I really love wow. his work. Just like looking at his work, it, it doesn't seem like he's, I don't know, young. Right? Yeah. I know it blows my mind. I can't. Yeah, it looks like he shot like in the late 70s or I don't even know. Like it could have been any time. Yeah. <sighs> it's so good. What? I'm freaking out. <laughs> He has a book called Photographs, and if you guys can get your hands on a copy, I mean, I'm I just believe in physical work over digital any day. But um, the book is really heart-stoppingly beautiful. Yeah, I have a ever-growing stack of, of photo books, and it seems like every time uh, we do one of these podcasts, I end up buying another book. So, <laughs> <laughs> this will probably be it. <laughs> do it it's worth it yeah oh my god this is crazy inspiring stuff yeah and like he'll shoot celebrities and you won't even recognize them but then you do and you're like how did he get away with shooting that that is a guy i would love to pick his brain all right Right? brian that's epv goals get (laughs) speak it zach (laughs) speaking um yeah oh you know what he's from the uk okay yeah. Got it. All right. We're going global, baby. Going global. Yeah. To our, so to, our to our already global audience, be prepared for global deaths. <laughs> yeah, okay. According to Spotify analytics, we have one listener in the UK, which is <laughs> oh, it's probably Jack. <laughs> Shout out, Jack. Thanks, Jack, for supporting the boys. We really appreciate it. Hey, well. <laughs> hey, that's great. Dream big. You know. There you go. <laughs> Um, so Sophie, do you have any, uh, other creative outlets besides photography? Um, do you, do you still dance or do anything else like that? You know, I don't dance anymore. Uh, one of the reasons I stopped is I tore my hip pretty badly that last yeah. year. So it's not the most fun thing to do. I love to move still, but I don't take class. Um, mm-hmm. but I love making clothes. I have a lot of fun doing mm-hmm. that. Um, what kind of clothes yeah just just designing different like dresses or shirts i've got a dress form and a my grandmother's old sewing machine um do you repurpose older clothing or are you going out and buying fabric i go out and buy fabric and i just kind of mess around until i like what i create (laughs) it's nothing like cut and dry but it's fun it's I, i just love doing things with my hands so it's good way to get off the computer absolutely yes definitely that's something that we've we've talked about a lot is i and i especially struggle with this i feel like i don't do enough with my hands um and that's especially been i don't have enough activities that are like you know sans computer that i'm like passionate about and i haven't dipped into anything that i'm particularly excited about yet and i i really want to find another creative outlet that keeps me stoked and that's it's cool that you have something like that to kind of fall back on and just enjoy for what it is yeah it's a nice way to just take a break too but i mean now's the time to find that thing you know, you know? I'm digging deep but um just hasn't happened i think <laughs> you might just have to try a bunch of different stuff dude it's like yeah the list and see see what happens yeah I, that's that's like how I found photography. Like I moved to San Francisco, didn't know anyone, um, and so I like made a list of like things that 
I thought would be cool to like do in my free time. And I think photography was the second or third thing on that list. And then I didn't make it past that. Um, hmm. It became the thing. But, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Never knew about this heralded list. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like, learning another language is on there. Um, cool. Uh, I did boxing for a month and then I messed up my hand hitting the bag too hard. So that one was quickly taken off the list. Um, oh man you were too good at boxing is that what you're saying i was way too good at boxing i just want to pause for a moment and think about zach three years ago boxing four years ago yeah (laughs) i i oh my god i straight out of college you were just just, so goobery like boxing boxing it was fun man and uh the gym that I used to go to doesn't exist anymore, but they definitely broke some laws. And because uh, I remember talking to someone else about it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you're not allowed to like spar like in a ring until you've like taken like a bunch of classes or have some certifications." And I was like, "Oh weird, they totally threw me in the ring like on the second day, um, and I got hit in the face a bunch. It was really fun." And they're like, "Oh cool." <laughs> it was really fun. Are you sure about that? I, I remember it being fun. They gave me a helmet um so it, it didn't really hurt it just was like kind of i think the guy took it easy on me but oh yeah <laughs> classes consisted of doing jump rope for 25 minutes and then, then just getting punched for 25 minutes it was wow yeah it was a pretty good time <laughs> yeah, I'll, maybe you should go do I it again box again zach i low-key kind of want to box you dude i don't <laughs> want to box man <laughs> <laughs> Bro, let's oh. get some gloves and just box on the beach. If you step in, I'm, I, stepping, I'm I, stepping, fool. <laughs> Bro, I'm putting that Amazon page right after this. <laughs> oh, uh, I would get some boxing gloves on and just like pull up to Ocean Beach and just box your ass. <laughs> exactly, man. Oh, my God. Dude, you guys, I'm coming to San Francisco to see this. What's <laughs> happening? There, we have a never-ending list of like pretty bad ideas that we execute on. So. <laughs> <laughs> just back it what, up. There. What you just witnessed happens like at least once a day. <laughs> what? What else is on this list? Of just, I mean, we'll just be like, dude, bro, wouldn't it be so sick if like I had a Super 8 camera and it was like skating down this massive hill, but then you were you were filming me like with holding a pizza box at the same time. <laughs> Oh my god. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that would be sick. <laughs> You're like, yeah, let's do it. That is, that, is is actually, that is actually a vision I want to see come full circle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was absolutely bad. A little background about this, Sophie. So I I will occasionally cave and order dominoes from a spot that I guess like a location that's skatable distance from me considerably uphill okay you know in case i'm just you know feeling a little down need a little pizza pick me up <laughs> call up call up my good old pals at domino's and i'll i'll skate up and then i skate down downhill um in the outer sunset district of san francisco which is known for its hills um skate downhill 10 blocks not stopping and just carving with like a massive pizza box Oh and my god! How many times have you eat shit? Zero. No three way. Three for three. 
not a big uh not a big sample size but betting a thousand right now and you know feeling pretty stoked on it and i want zach to capture it on super eight Oh hell yeah. yeah! That's the only way to capture yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that also just means I will have to bomb said hill, but instead of paying attention to where I'm going, uh, filming. <laughs> so oh yeah, I, I'm I'm a pretty novice skater. I've like done it from time to time, but only until quarantine did I really start getting out there and putting some some long skates in. You put in, uh, you put in some good foundation. Yeah, I mean, my, my goal for the whole thing was truly just be able to get this shot, right? And I, I'd say I'm about halfway there. I, I, I really wouldn't consider myself very coordinated, as Brian can attest, playing uh, playing soccer with him. I'm, I'm known to flail. Uh, <laughs> flail God. <laughs> flail God. And it, everyone laughs, and it's a great time. Um, it's, it's I mean, should that be merch? Flail God? <laughs> flail God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I coined it and didn't even realize. <laughs> oh no! You're in trouble, Mister. Uh, yeah. Three strikes and I'm out. Yeah. Um, oh my god, Sophie, we're we're getting close to the end here, close to the finish line. <laughs> I've said this like several times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are we please, really? Please okay. talk to us longer. <laughs> No, um, actually close to done. We've got one or two more topics left. One of them being support some homies. Do you have anyone in mind lately who's inspired you creatively? Um, fellow photographers out there whose work you think is exceptional at the moment? Oh, yeah, for sure. Kristen Ellis, 100% hands down. That girl is creating some gorgeous work. I would agree. Yeah, she's rad. She's- She's so rad. She's a good friend of mine. She's a sweetheart and she cares so much about what she does and it shows like it's so gorgeous and it's cool to see her grow too. Like even in the last year, I've only known her not even a year to be honest, which is wild, but just to see her develop her style and her voice is, it's really cool. Especially seeing the two of you guys hanging out recently from a safe distance. Um, uh i was like oh man this looks so fun the two of you guys are seriously some of my favorite talent like in southern california and following both of y'all's work is just so refreshing and i love that you appreciate her work as much as i do and i think zach does as well um yeah she's she's mad talented and her personality really shines through her work too oh yeah totally yeah so I'm, i'm glad you mentioned her yeah, totally. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. Also, Jesse Talavera, his work's great. Yeah. Kristen, yeah. when I was hanging out with her in Southern California, mentioned Jesse. Um, and I I really hadn't taken much of a look at his work or even seen his stuff before. And then um, just randomly, she was like, I think you guys would click super well just as people too. It sounds like he climbs and um, has play mm-hmm. soccer and stuff too and um now that i've followed him and his have seen some of the stuff he shares i'm like damn man like i wish I... <laughs> and yeah. this is funny because i was actually in the process of moving to la or oc um before i moved back up to san francisco um no way. so i was like um when i was hanging out with Kristen and like learned a little bit about jesse through through her it was kind of exciting to like get wind of 
all of the awesome people down in your area. And then um, just like that, I moved up to San Francisco, which is kind of hopeful. Yeah. But yeah, you're like, um, nope, bye. <laughs> I was like, oh, was wow, like, this looks really fun. Um, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, man. In San Francisco. So. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Um, but it was really, it was cool to hear about Jesse's work too from, from Kristen. Now to hear that you guys are friends and you respect his creative stuff too. That's, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's always down to go hiking and like, biking and do all these crazy trips too. And I wish he would share more of his work he's extremely talented and he holds himself back and i'm like jesse you're so good just post and like it and yeah i mean we all as artists we all critique ourselves i totally get that feeling but yeah yeah. i I feel like everyone has that friend that like just holds out on incredible work (laughs) zach laughs i tell him all the time that is me. Um, <laughs> oh man, not posting for months at a time, even though I have stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that sometimes too, though. No, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned his work because, yeah, you're right. He, I, I wish he were someone that would share a bit more of it. Not necessarily it, as a creative, you don't necessarily have to share it, but I, I think you have talent, and I think people should see it. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think I'd ever looked at his work before. I'm on his website right now. It's like really good yeah it's so clean and gorgeous yeah so good. yeah i like that you pulled up his website zach that's good yeah, yeah. I, I get a website when i can yeah, yeah. Nice. just so much better than instagram oh yeah more curated usually yeah more curated and i think it's like it, it's i love reading people's abouts <laughs> honestly yeah if you've, got, if you've gotten a, if you got a fire about <laughs> i'm about you oh <laughs> wow actually though that was that was corny shit but um it was so corny but i really loved it (laughs) i genuinely will pry around for people's about and contact pages too um because i think you know if you put some thought into that it's kind of an elongated bio you know yeah totally Totally. also i i really like like seeing what people actually look like like behind the lens on instagram you get this really tiny little picture of someone and you're like who 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 are they you know um, <laughs> who is he who is she? Yeah. who is, is jesse yeah it makes yeah. a difference it does it does yeah yeah i feel like because like you know people's personalities shine through and it's uh it's cool seeing that like the picture that they choose to represent themselves you know totally so Sophie, my second favorite part of the podcast is right is coming up right here. Can you please rate this podcast on the vibrations Richter scale? It's the Richter scale, like the earthquake one. We just ah, repurposed it. Okay. Um, we so just like put a vibe four. in front of it. <laughs> yeah, we just put a vibe <laughs> in, in front of it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so like like a like a four is like maybe like windows break. Like a six is like you know, damage to buildings. A seven is like cracks in the on the earth. And a nine is like, we're dead. Oh my God. Okay. Hey, Sophie and all all of our global listeners, I just want to let you know, Zach is literally reading this off of a Google image. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my God. I literally Googled Richter scale and I've been going off. I don't even know if this is correct, but it's... it's oh my God. So it's correct to you. We're going to go with it. Yeah. Your Richter scale. It's not, 
really nice pictures and six through nine are are highlighted in red because they're dangerous oh my god Um, yes it looks like it came out of a textbook from the 90s basically (laughs) um okay what hmm. let's see i'm gonna go with a 6.7 Ooh. Mm -hmm. okay i think that's that's in the red right that's in the red okay so six is uh damage to well-built structures severe damage to poorly built ones um, <laughs> sorry to say your poorly built climbing wall in your backyard is now on the ground due to uh, these due to vibrations today due to these vibrations we've mm-hmm. we've uh yeah produced tonight yeah it's enough to just like completely screw with your head but not cause severe damage definitely all right i i appreciate you sparing us from like catastrophe yeah i mean hey we're already going through a pandemic what more can you take that's true um, now that we've got Sophie, your vibration, vibration, vibration scale rating. Um, is there one piece of advice or quote that you hold near and dear to you that you'd like to leave with the listeners? Do you guys know that Rilke quote? It's short and sweet. It's just, uh, let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. Mm. Especially relevant now. Yeah, it's been super relevant for me. I keep seeing it everywhere. Like, it's at the very end of that movie, Jojo Rabbit, and I just, it's popping up a lot, and I love it, and I'm like, yeah, that's so good to remember. It could could be said that there's a lot of emotional terror in people's lives right now, and I think that's that's a good thing to fall back on. Yeah, but not even just the terror, because, I mean, of course, that's huge, but it's the beauty of it, too. Like, there's both right now yeah. just keep going it'll yeah. all pass you know and you're you're doing your part in capturing a lot of the beauty of it too which is awesome oh thank you yeah we'll see see what happens yeah well well sophie that's that's all we have here seriously thank you so much for for joining us on this voyage on the the ss good times ss good vibes dude <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Oh, it's good vibes. Oh man, you screwed oh, up. That up? Oh. You got to do it over again. Thanks for your undivided attention during this week's all hands meeting. A couple things before we let you go. Please make sure you're following us at Eat Pray Vibe for company wide announcements and info about next week's lunch and learn. If you or anyone you know would like to touch base with co-founders Brian and Zach, please shoot us a private message on Instagram at Eat Pray Vibe. And last but not least, to help us climb the corporate ladder of success, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And leave a glowing five-star review if the vibes are hitting today. Cheers. Cheers.